Hey folks, welcome to the Rinsterers Podcast, Coach's Corner Edition. Thank you very much for listening. I, I really appreciate you jumping on today. So today, again, we're going to do something a little different. Last week we did a role play, and in the first about four or so episodes we were doing pure coach reviewing situations. Today, that different thing, we're going to review a, a productive day, right? We're, we're going to... We're going to try and make you understand a little bit deeper if, if you hadn't thought about what the numbers really mean in your day and how to break it down and maybe glean something even more from it, from your own day. And more importantly, review a productive day. And I, and I don't mean the kind of productive day like your dad has every morning coughing into the sink. I don't know if yours does that, the, the spew and the phlegm in the morning. And, well, anyway, I digress. I'd like to give you a scenario for yourself so you can see the advantage of journaling, what it's like and what it can do for you documenting and giving context to your day. Okay? And and again, thank you all for listening, for watching. Now that this is this is like the fourth or fifth episode now that, that I'm putting out that's on video as well. And to note, today's episode, if you're not watching, you're not gonna get anywhere close to as much out of it. You're not going to be able to see the bits. I, I try to do my very best to enunciate and, and share with you audibly, be able to see what's on the page. But this is really one that if you if you can't watch right now, pause it, put it on hold until later, wait until you can sit down and you've got about 20 minutes or so to just watch. Because I go on a screen share and I review a day in, the, in that fashion. So if you're just listening, pause, I would suggest... Maybe, maybe you listen now. You know what? Maybe you listen now, and then you go watch it again, again later. That would be awesome, but you're not going to get the most out of it unless you're watching. Okay? The more technicians we can help, the better we do for our industry, and more importantly, the better we do for ourselves and our family. All right? We want to do better for our, our teams around us, our families around us, and for ourselves. Right? We want to we wanna make sure that technicians are off that top five list of professions that unalive themselves in a year. We... we we want to do everything we can to help those folks, okay? And keep in mind, as I stated before, as I will continue to state, negative pushes things away. Negative pushes. And positive pulls things in. Right? Positive pulse. Right? Let's get into it. Okay, folks. Tactical assistance here. So, what you see in front of you is just a purely hypothetical day okay this is something that happens uh, regularly for me looking at uh, notes and and information that technicians give to me before they get into coaching with me not always this clean usually it's some chicken scratch uh, sometimes it's redacted work order sometimes it's redacted reports whatever it is you know c customer information is always re removed and personal information is always removed but this is basically a summary of a general day. And this is where typically technicians will ask me, how do they make more money? Looking at essentially a day in the life of in front of you. So we've got this individual who's, you know, come into work in the morning, got a loaf first thing in the morning, uh, punch time of 0.6, build time of 0.3. Um, I've got notes over here that we're gonna fill in later here so just roll with me for a minute 
you know, the second job, loaf rotate, punch time 0.6, build time 0.5, next job, MPI, punch time 0.8, and build time 0.5. And then obviously this, <clears throat> this worked into a much larger job. So we've got front brakes, rear brakes, brake flush, replaced a rack, did a warranty tow. And then uh, to finish off the day, looks like uh, whoever deals with the internals um, said, here, uh, you got a half hour or whatever left in your day. Here, go, go get a PDI done for us. And they did. So at the end of the day, after all that work, they left with 8.2 punched for the day. And they rolled out with a nine. Not entirely uh, a, a bad day, and this is not <clears throat> the way that's calculated. That should be um, the way around. Really got 110% give or take productivity. No, 8.2 in, nine out. So that's a pretty good day. So the, the question is in there, how do I make more money? Well, first things you gotta do is you gotta break it down. Now, what are the things that you're doing well? What are the things you're not doing well? And what are the things that are at least the first three quick wins? So the first thing that we note here is there's no notes. So this individual would not have started to coach with me. They would not have been journaling. They would not have been whiteboarding. And, and this is where I'm, I'm going to show you where the... If you've been following along to Coach's Corner, awesome. You know what those things are. If this is your first time to Coach's Corner, go back to the very first Coach's Corner. The very, very first one. You'll find it back there about six weeks ago. Find it. Start listening back then. Because as you listen through the episodes, you start to get more and more information. You start to understand what whiteboarding is. Uh, to start to understand what journaling is. Without those, it's going to be a little bit diff more difficult to learn today's lesson. And, and this is where I'm, I'm going to show you where the tactical part of, of kind of journaling your day goes. So if you happen to be at a shop that has a leader that gives you a daily report of what your previous day was, this information will come easy to you. Then you can make notes from it. So you basically glue your report into your journal and then you make notes on the things from the previous day if you're not making notes on the day, at least. So in this circumstance, first job, we got a loaf. Took 0.6 and only getting point 0.3 and had 25,000 kilometers. So I'm assuming that this individual would have checked stuff out, made notes, you know, tried to upsold something, anything. Okay, 25K, maybe it was brake fluid, maybe the car was two, two years old, but we don't know that. And that's why the, the information on the notes in the journaling is so important. So this, we're going to assume that it is. So uh, inspected. Uh, upsell B flush decline maintenance we know that the vehicle got inspected and you know that the vehicle got inspected so that can attribute your time to why it was 0.6 and you're only getting 0.3 okay so that's understanding so that's one decline maintenance before the day's really starting to get going so you got 45 minutes of your day say you started at 8 that's 8.45 and you could potentially have not only made your time but uh, paid for the time and made some money. 
but decline maintenance. Okay, we, we'll go. We'll get into the X and notes after here. Second job, loaf rotate. 0.6 and 0.5. So that tells me, just by looking at it, if they inspected the vehicle in the first one and they were 0.6 and declined maintenance, and they uh, inspected the second one. 0.6 and do the same thing at 40k it means to me that all more than likely more than likely they're taking wheels off anyway on this first 0.6 that's good to know but they didn't say it okay so we're we're gonna say essentially the same thing here we're gonna leave leave the notes here so we're, we're thinking about this now just remember we're thinking about this now third vehicle 80,000 kilometers came in for an MPI MPI only. Somehow, this particular dealership pays for MPIs. That's awesome. So we inspected vehicle. This is we're assuming these are the notes here, folks. So we're we're trying to learn. So follow along with me. Follow along with me. Inspected vehicle. MPVI. MPVI. So they're doing a video inspection. So they've pulled the wheels off. They're checking everything around. And they're doing a video inspection and they're sending to the customer. So let's say the, the notes are accurate up to this point. They haven't done an MPVI at this point. Why? That would be one of my first major questions. On day one of your notes of journaling, that would be my question as a coach. Why aren't you doing an MPVI on every vehicle? If you're doing an inspection anyway, why not do an MPVI? Give that customer experience. Build your, build your relationship with your customers. Okay, did an MPVI. And they upsold front brake, and then they upsold front brakes, pads and rotors. Okay, pads, rotors. Okay, rear brakes, two and a half. Lunch time, two. Two and a half. What pay? Oh, probably drums and shoes. Okay. Even still, drums and shoes should not take you two hours. Issues, like unless you're new new and we're assuming that this person is is not unless you're new new it should not take you two hours to put drums at you right so why well that's where the extra notes are going to come in we're going to come back to here okay brake flush the dark fluid whatever hasn't been done in a while you're doing brakes anyway oh what we got here we got rack uh leaking rack why was it leaking though? We're assuming these are the only notes that were there in the first place. The extra notes column doesn't exist. All right. WP tow. Okay. Getting paid warranty tow. 0.3. Ah, that's shitty. But it took you 0.6 to do a tow set. So you're starting to think to yourself, this is where the extra notes is going to start to come in, right? You're starting to think about it. And then, like we said, at the end of the day, internal PDI. So, that's, you know, that's not too bad. So 110 on the day, right? Not too bad. But we still got questions. Didn't do MPVI. Didn't do MPVI. So you want to make more money? You've already seen what the MPVI does. Hmm? Long term. Think long term. Just because it's only got 25,000 kilometers or 15,000 miles does not mean you should not be doing an MPBI. 
Every single car gets one. If you're at a store that doesn't do MPIs, or more specifically, doesn't do MPVIs, ask why. Ask why. They are relationship builders. They are trust builders. And they are loyalty builders. They put money in your pocket. You do them on every single car, period. Okay? Every single car. Every single car. And you're gonna document. You wanna see here? Okay, you wanna you wanna see here? I gotta I remember I gotta use the cursor here to point for you guys. Point six. You got one point two into a point eight pay. You've done the inspection, do an MPB just just do the MPBI. Do it and document it. And both here, here's the second thing. DM, decline maintenance. So how many of those in a day do you think that you should accept? None. And when you go to look at your own performance at the end of the week, the end of the month, and you count up the number of DMs because you journaled, like, okay, I did 25, let's say you did 25, that's a low number, but let's say you did 25 inspections. 25 oil changes, whatever the case may be, and 22 of them have a DM on them. And your boss calls, and you, you know your service leader calls you in the office. Say, hey, you know I, I need you to I need you to kick it up a notch. You're not you're not making enough. And you go, well, sir. And open up your journal. You go, well, I did I did 35 oil changes this past month, and on those 35 oil changes, 30 of them were declined maintenance meaning I tried to upsell and they were declined by the service advisor. We mean, well, that's 35.3s, we'll call it. 35.3s where I spent 0.6 consistently, because you're writing it down consistently, 0.6. I'm sending 0.6 to do my due diligence, to check the car front to back, inside and out, and do an inspection and make the notes and put the thing in, in put the information into the work order on the DMS. I'm doing 35 inspections. 30 of them were decline maintenance. So my service advisors have an exceptionally low closing rate. So can we can we look at that as well? Like I I know understand that there's some areas where I might be struggling here. That's where we get the struggle part here. We did a proper, he did a, a proper MPI inspection, MPVI, upsold pads. But when we got down here to drums and shoes, why did it take two hours for for drums and shoes? Like, what what was the problem? There's no notes here. Like, what notes might have been in the work order? What 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 context could this individual have given to make make this? Because this is an opportunity to make some serious cash, right? Now we change this to a punch dime down to 1.5. You got almost 120%, man. You got on 1.2, which is kind of where I expected it to see it. We go over 120%. So what happened here? What happened here? Right? East. From. These drums. Right, you had to get out the uh, the melting hammer. Right, you had to get out the heat. You had to get out the penetrant. Seize drum. Melting hammer. 
Eat. Penetrant. Light hammer. I realize I'm not spelling those things, I'm just doing it quickly, folks, but context. Context. We go from 121 to 109. Now you have context as to why. You have context as to why. Not necessarily just a service manager, but when you start looking at your performance and you don't have this kind of information in front of you to review, when they come up with a, hey, I've got 8.2 and only a 9 out, what's going on? Well, when you have documentation saying, I looked, okay, my last five struggles in the last month, you know, I had two seized drums that I had to use, the melting hammer and, and penetrant and all kinds of good stuff to try and get it off because it was on, so it was seized so bad. It was just seized so bad. Okay, that that's one of those. Well, what's the really important note here that you may or may not be writing down? Steps between the steps. Okay, this is this is good, but this isn't great. We want great. We want to help you. We want to find little bits, right? Settling's empty. You had to change the tank. Bingo. Those are the steps between the steps that you need to write down in your journal. Stuff that quantifies. So that you can go, okay, at the end of the month when you do your own performance review, it's like, hey, service leader, we need to be better at keeping our gases in line. Because now I can go back, let's say I've, let's say I've been journaling for three months. The last three months, we've been going through so much acetylene that we've had to change it three times. And guess what? Every time I've gone to use it, it's been empty, and I've had to change it while on a job. That's killing my productivity. Do we have someone that we can signify as a person responsible for checking the gas every day or every couple days? Make sure that they change it so it's not affecting the team's working environment and productivity? Okay, that's that's one out of here. Well, that's my, actually that's like two or three out of here, here folks. So those are the kinds of questions you need to be asking yourself. Those are the kinds of questions you need to be asking of your service leader. Leaking rack. Okay, it's warranty. You're close. Like that's that's not that's not too bad. Two two on a one eight. That's not too bad. The question is here down on the toe set. Point six. Why did it take you forty five minutes to do a toe set? What possible reason? Oh, all we have here written in the notes on the work order is toe set. What was wrong? What was wrong? Rack occupied by engine. Rack occupied by the engine. Nobody was doing an engine. They were just finishing up. And they managed to get off, but you spent two minutes wait. You couldn't finish the job that was effectively taking you to the end of the day. Because there was somebody on it doing an engine. Now they were just finishing up. Maybe they were just running it, doing the last minute's checks, whatever, 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 having it with the scan tool on it. But it's the steps between the steps. How often does a, con a conflict of what's going on in the shop 
stop you from being productive. Don't just complain about it because I, I know you're going to complain about it, but you're not doing anything about it. Write it down. Make your service leader understand why you're doing what you're doing. Whether it's your fault or not, doesn't matter. Write it down. Document. Journal. This is why it's so vitally important. All right? This, this can save you headaches. This can save you anxiety. This is when you look at the end of the month and you have 20 days, just like the one that's in front of you, and you look a second. I need 120% to hit my bonus. And I'm at 109 every single day. What can I do to make my bonus? Maybe that bonus is $1,000. Maybe that bonus is way more than $1,000. But what can I do to make more? Right. Context. At the end of the month, when you find all the things that are preventing you from doing better, go to your service leaders. Like, hey, six times this month, this happened. Ten times this month, this happened. That's that's how you get better. That's how you get faster. That's how you make more money. Context. Documentation and context. Because the context then brings the realization to your service leaders. Hey, this is something we need to fix. Easy fix. Okay, somebody occupying the rack to do an engine was probably a last-minute last-minute issue that the service manager had to do to try and get the engine done. Because maybe, maybe this car has been sitting on the lot for nine months waiting for this engine. It was just, we got to get this done. Fair play. But when it affects you, because the technician who had to get done was, was already inconvenienced because he was doing it on the rack. When it, now it's inconvenienced to tax. Maybe that wasn't the right call. Maybe that service leader needs to learn that that wasn't the right call and how to, to change going forward. But again, without context and documentation, you can't bring this up with object questions, objective questions, not subjective, not this fucking sucks. Da, 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 da. No. Objective. Hey, okay, folks. Journal, please. And if you want some help and you want me to, to review stuff like this, please send it to me. Leader at JustWorkHard.com Oh no! That's the end of the episode! Thank you, Wrenches, for listening to another episode of the Wrench Turners Podcast, Coach's Corner Edition. If you found this episode of value, found it helpful, if you know someone who might find it of value, please share the show. We want to help as many technicians as we possibly can. We want them to level up. We want you to level up. We want to help you provide for your families and for yourselves and provide a better life. Right? If you happen to be a service leader listening to this as well, please share it with your team. I want them to level up. We need them to level up so we can all win. Because winning is important. Right? If you have any questions, you have any questions about what I did today, previous episodes, Coach's Corners, Restoration Podcast, you want to be on the show, you want to be part of the 10 Mill Masteries, you want to be uh, on one of the full-length one-to-ones, if you have any advice, anything at all, reach out to me by email, leader at justworkhard.com. Again, for listening, and remember, negative pushes, positive pulls and always clean your toys before you put them away.